Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Compton Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. And I'm Nia. And the people who usually watch K-dramas are back together again. <laughs> are back together again. The stars have aligned, and we actually all ended up watching the same project. And if you guessed by the title of that, that is The Glory. We are going to be doing a review, not a recap, on The Glory Part 2 um make sure you drink your water your or your sunscreen uh and wear a mask also don't forget to leave us a five-star review we have a new goal for this year and we would love to reach it and we can only reach it if you guys help us so um ladies and gents we're gonna go ahead and jump into this for those of you who don't know the glory is a two-part netflix exclusive series written by the infamous Kim Suk, um directed by a man whose name I don't care for sharing right now um starring Song Hye-kyo, Lee Do-hyun, Im Ji-yeon and a plethora of other fantastic actors um this air it's aired well they dropped everything on March 10th the glory part one if you haven't gone to our recap of that i had not watched the glory part one when we did a recap with me and marin but i watched it through reaction channels and then i hopped on to part two because i had to see the people fall i had to see the towers crumble so um little quick non-spoiler reviews marin how did you enjoy the glory part two um, it was good. I definitely did prefer part one, mm. um, but I I thought they did a pretty decent job wrapping it up. Yes, yes, yes. Nia? Um, I kind of skip watched season one just because I was like, oh, this looks interesting, but I didn't really feel like watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I got the main points. Um, but season two was good. Um, yeah, I feel like it was a good experience. I don't have any... Um, horrible things to really say about it so yeah it was it was solid yes i do agree i think the biggest plus of this entire series is the acting there was no acting holes per se though i do believe there was some miscast um that did occur i do believe when you put um a group a fantastic group of actors together most projects end up well um kim unsuk and i have a back and forth history sometimes i like her dramas sometimes i'm not even for those of you who don't know kim unsuk is the writer of the heirs descendants of the sun goblin mr sunshine king eternal monarch a lot of people like her writing i have bones to pick with a lot of them <laughs> and so um it was very interesting to see something where this is the glory is something like she's never written before so that's always interesting to see um and with that being said i guess we can just go into this review um i it was interesting mary that you said that you enjoyed part one more than you did part two Mm -hmm. a lot of people who i saw like reacting or talking about it said they enjoyed part two more than they did part one can you explain to us why you liked part one more i think it was when it got to part two okay i just wanted to see them fall like there was Mm. a lot more story to it and i I like there was a lot more stories to it that I think that was important, but I was impatient. Yes. So yes. I didn't care to really delve into the love story that was forming or anything. I just wanted right. to see all the villains fall. Yes. 
I can say they did kind of draw that. They drawed it out in a good way, but it was just like, you know mm-hmm. what? If I have to see these evil motherfuckers on my screen one more time, right. I'm going to throw something against the wall. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I definitely empathize with that. Um, Nia, which part did you like more? Part one or part two? No, um, part, well, I didn't really get a full um, mm-hmm. grasp of part one because I just skipped skip, watched it. But yes. I liked part two. I liked how she got back at them. I was very happy that she got revenge on them because I was eager for the revenge to happen. Um, they needed to go down in every way possible. Um, yes. She, yeah. I feel like at some part she was actually very forgiving. Um, I would not be as nice. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Very much. Um, yes. I feel like yeah i mean i think it was good um part two i think is where like the revenge parts were the best parts yes i have to agree i think as a writer it takes you have to you have to figure out what kind of character you want to present do you want to present a likable character do you want to present a gray character and i feel like as bad as things as dongan did she was very much um, a good character and the writer was trying to make them a good character though if you listen to Kuma and Suk talk about it and she talks about specifically when Jejun died she wanted to leave the question um, to the audience if uh, Donglin was truly a victim or was she now a perpetrator and she could have done anything to the people and she still would have been a victim in my head so I don't give a fuck <laughs> um, so, wait you said when who died? Jejun because um, the Jejun's death was a death that was planned between her and Ha Young. Mm-hmm. And so, because that was literally the act of them killing somebody with their own hands. Mm-hmm. She wanted to leave this kind of moral question up to the audience. And I'm like, you could have done worse to them. We still would have been on her side. So... <laughs> <laughs> so that was always interesting. Um, I the things I liked about the drama, absolutely love the acting. It was very easy to fall into hating every last one of them evil motherfuckers. Like every last one of them. Gian, her goddamn mama, her goddamn mama is like the true pinnacle, like the villain. Right. Like <laughs> she's like, I wonder if she had raised. Jian any differently would these group of five kids still have gotten together and they're been like menaces? <laughs> i know there are people with terrible parents that do not come out horrible but yes. i have to believe that she would not be as awful of a person if that woman was oh not my her god mother. i think she would at least, at least have some sort of a guilty conscience right that woman if it wasn't her for her mother <laughs> is not wrong for anything she does oh my like, god and that is insane that you are past the age of 15 and you believe that <laughs> It's just like, it, and to the very end, Jion is just like mm-hmm. pining for her mother to come save her. And I'm like, right. When she turned to her and said, you try to get along with your daughter. I couldn't do that. I said, this child listened to everything you said. <laughs> like, if you look at the dynamic between the two of them, Jion is a pretty, like, well-behaved child to her mother. Right. Like, standing there and getting soft thrown on her, not talking back to her mom, like, the belief that this person is doing everything to you and for you mm-hmm. was very like permanent in their relationship. And to her to just watch her, that was really the nail in the coffin for me when she said, 
when she, her mother gave up the evidence right. that would get her daughter put in jail. I was like, and this oh, might be no. jumping ahead a little bit, but when it came to like, um, Dongyoung's character, I felt uh-huh. sad for her, yes, but I felt more angry that for her than anything that this yes. happened to her. Yes. When yes. it came to Yeonjin's character, yes, she was awful, but at the end, I was like, I was like, I felt not sad for her, but like in a way, like, uh, what kind of life have you been living that not right. a single person in your life was there for you? Down to your daughter left you. And your daughter is what, six? Like, <laughs> I I like I was sad. I was like, this is hell for there to be when you are at your worst times for everyone to leave you. Like, and it's just because because she's been taught once again. That's that whole that that, that question that everybody asks: Are monsters born or are they raised? Mm-hmm. And I I always I flip flop back on this question the older I get. And because Yunjin has been taught that money can solve all her problems, right? That's how she builds her relationships mm-hmm. on money and vain things and not like actual human emotion. Like when she said that she actually loved her husband, I said, Bitch, you don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't know. No. She loves the idea and she loves yes. playing a part. She does. She likes being, she wants people, she wants to project a certain life. And as long as she can project a certain life, she doesn't care what consequences she has to bear to do that. Right. Like when Doyoung when Doyoung confronted her outside of the fucking mortuary and she said, Why would I go apologize to them? I didn't kill her. I yeah. said, What is this like a mechanism in her brain that is trying to save her from herself? Mm-hmm. That she believes that she didn't kill this girl? Or does she or is she just saying that because she doesn't want to be found guilty? Like I guess it's a combination, but also in the beginning, in part one, Dongan mm-hmm. talks about how Yeonjin gets joy from hurting other people. Yes. And I think that has to be a part of it. Like, a part of me is, you know, it's like, hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. However, like, I think it's a combination of that because, once again, her parents, we don't yes. even know where her dad is. Um, and oh, that's a good point. We've never seen him. No, we don't ever see him. And the fact that she, I think she genuinely enjoys hurting other people. Yeah. She, like, genuinely finds joy in the misery of others. Right. God. Um, yeah, I liked that. Um, Sarah only going to jail was not enough for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess that was a, a good enough punishment for her. I was totally caught off when she stabbed <laughs> in the neck i I was like (laughs) i said that did not just happen that did not just just happen how first of all how hard would you have to stab somebody for a chopstick to go through their neck it's not it was a pencil it's not a chopstick it was a pencil pencil. she picked up a chopstick from the food they were eating and stabbed no 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 she had been wearing a pencil in her hair for the last few right right she put okay yeah yeah and and I was just like, she stabbed, like, Sarah was literally off her, like, a part of me felt bad because, like, a lot of her exploitation was on the sexual side, and I was just like, mm-hmm. this seems like a really big invasion of her privacy, but she was also an awful human being, so it was just like, <laughs> so it's just like, you know what, we gotta do what we gotta do, and just keep it moving, um, 
Hyejong losing her voice and becoming, I guess now disabled was just like, I was like, okay, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Song Myung Hill dying, perfect. The man deserved to die. And it was even more poetic to know that Kyung Nang was the one who sent him off. Because I was just like, looking at all the flashbacks of the, the horrible shit he did to her, I was like, well, first of all, blunt force head, blunt force trauma to the head was too easy right. of a death for that man. <laughs> but I understand why it had to happen. Jejun, now that, that I was not Jejun thinking. Is, ha- I don't know who's more delusional, him or Yeonjin. God, like, God, that's a question for the he, ages. When he when <laughs> found out that um, Yeonjin's daughter was his daughter and he was like, oh, can I just take her? I was like, sir, what? You what's can't. Ter- what's terrifying is the law would literally let him. The law would literally let him. So he had to die. He had to die because if he stayed alive and found them, he could right. literally go through the law and take you. So that is a whole other fucking horror story. So he had to go. <laughs> He had to go. I was also upset at the story for bringing in the pedophile only to make us love Jeju for like two seconds. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> was he? Do... So, yes. oh yeah, oh, the actual person he beat up wasn't the pedophile, right? It was somebody no. else. No, he was the pedophile. Was it? Oh, because I was confused when the because the the guy they gave her the whatever that had the pictures on it. Mm-hmm. I thought he was like please don't ever bring this back towards me. I'm going to just give this to you and go and live yeah. my life. He didn't want anybody at the school to know he's the one who tipped her off or gave her the evidence. Okay. Because okay. if you saw the dynamic when those two teachers first walked in the room, it felt like the dude who was the pedophile was also kind of strong arming the male teacher as well. Like He didn't really want to be confronting okay. Dongun like that but he was following along because like the system and when they the you know the, the pressure mm-hmm. of their workplace and so he gave her w- watching her stand up to that man he was like if i can if she can do that maybe if i give her this evidence she can push this okay. man out of school <laughs> which was something like i don't know I at first I didn't understand that plot point with the teacher, the pedophile teacher, but mm-hmm. then I realized it was just to make sure that Yesul and Jejun had no relationship whatsoever. <laughs> like that was the point of that plot point is for Yesul to see that this man is a fucking monster. I don't care how sweetly you call him Uncle Jejun, mm-hmm. he's gross. So that was that. Um Another thing that I did not see coming was Jejun bringing Doyoung's mother into his office. I said, this oh, man yeah. is oh yeah, his rocker. <laughs> As I said, and he, he just so not- <laughs> right? And he just nonchalantly like, so can I uh, uh, and he's like asking, he's like, sir, this is not a Wendy's. Like, you're, and then she's like losing her mind and I'm like, oh, he's, he's insane because he's just pretending like this is a normal conversation. He is. He's just like, I don't know what kind of world. I still don't understand. I think it was very interesting that they didn't tell us how rich everybody was. Mm-hmm. Like we still don't know what Ye- uh, Yejin's mother does for right. a fucking living. Like we understand that Sarah's dad runs a huge mega church. Mm-hmm. Jejun's parents in- let him inherit a golf course. Mm-hmm. 
right? Hey Jones' parents do a laundromat, and Sung Young Ho is an orphan. But I was just like, it was so interesting because I'm like, okay, so is owning a golf course that make you that much fucking money? <laughs> like, I'm like thinking like in the aspects of how we've seen wealth displayed in different K dramas. Everybody usually owns like a multi billionaire business, and that's mm-hmm. what like real wealth looks like. And I'm so like, is Jay June just like upper class? <laughs> He's not a table. <laughs> Right? So, I, I felt like that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I take it back. I think Jaejun is more crazy. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, no, not yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when he, yeah, when he showed up to the soccer field and was just like, yeah, outright just saying, like, Yesol, I'm your dad. I'll explain everything to a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a heavy nar. I feel like he's a next level narcissist, like yes. intense level narcissist, where he just thinks everything revolves around him, and like that's why it's all his behavior is like like he. Of course, he's like a terrible person, but it's like his actions are like, oh, you don't get that. Like other people react to the things you do. Like, right. I it's so wild. Another thing that was not on my bingo board was Doyoung beating the shit out of Jaejun. I, girl, when they started fighting in that parking right. lot, I was, oh yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, beat his ass, <laughs> <laughs> whoop his ass, daddy, whoop that ass. Jaejun talks so much shit. God, <laughs> he just like, oh that, and you know what? They picked the perfect styling for him because that goddamn mullet. He just made him ten times more annoying. Park Sung-hoon did a great job. I was just like, that man is just, he's got to go. And I just kept thinking, how are we going to get him gone? Because, right. like, how are we going to get Jaejun gone? And I said, yes, bury him in cement. They will never find his ass. <laughs> right? <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, that was perfect. Um, Other things I love, the revenge she got on her mother. God, that was great. What did that she do for her mom great. again? That, oh, the she signed her up for um, what is it? An institution? Yes. Right. Yes. 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 That was perfect. Oh, Which... talk about the worst mother ever, ever. Oh my in God. the history of mothers. I thought I had seen my load of like bad mothers and K dramas. This woman is the worst. She's top. She's like my number one now. Cause like, how do you? Like, she's not mentally sane, of course. She's an alcoholic. She's very alcohol-dependent. But, like, to be that... When she knocked over that fire and then told Dongling to get on her knees and beg for forgiveness, I said, Mm -hmm. forgiveness for what? (laughs) Right? For what? God, she was was explaining how, how she could always fight her. I was like, why the government giving away information like that? I'm a grown woman. Right. Don't tell my mother where I am. What? Yeah, I, I think that's illegal in the U.S. I think it's oh. very... I think the law is different in Korea. Right. And I was just like, mm, that's not good. You're literally giving abusers the locations of the, of the victims. Like, right. they need to change that shit. <laughs> yeah. They need to change that immediately. <laughs> um... But yeah, that was absolutely And her mom setting the whole apartment on fire? Girl. (laughs) 
She was like, like, oh, you're afraid of fire? Then let's both die, burn and die together. I was like, oh, this woman is going straight to hell. <laughs> there's no detour. There's no pit stop. Hell. <laughs> hell is no longer an option in my head. Hell is no longer an option. There's just so much. There's so many different. Oh, God. She was just so awful. And when Dongan's like, this is something only I can do because I'm your only blood relative. I was like, you send that bitch off. You send her to, you send her off. God, that was insane. Um I did not expect them to kill the abusive husband of um our Ajima like that. Mm. I because mm-hmm. I kept thinking I'm looking at the story, I'm like, when are we gonna murder this man? Cause every other scene this one pops up in, she's got bruises, new fresh bruises. I need him to die immediately. Right. And when they finally tied that in, I was like, oh, now that, that was genius. That was real. It was. It was. I have to say that was, it was satisfying because you know that none of the people, like, you don't have to worry about like, oh, they're going to find her. No, it's like, it's not even like they planned it out. Yeah. It's like perfectly planned. That, that was great. Thing I did not think was coming was the shaman. I, that's another thing that was not on my bingo board. I was like. I didn't think Yunjin actually believed in the shamanism mm-hmm. like her mother did. Right. So when she was, when that shaman, so somebody pointed out that during that scene of the shaman, when she was having the exorcism or whatever, um, that the first time that she pretends to be Sohi was real. But the second time is mm-hmm. when Sohi actually appears, and that's why she dies. Because I thought her death was fake at first, but then I oh, saw Dogen okay. crying, and I was like, oh, did she die for real? <laughs> <laughs> that movie, that scene was kind of insane to me, so it, it like, immediately left my mind. Like, I said, <laughs> that happened, okay. Because <laughs> I was like... That happened, okay, yes. Uh, um, you don't need to start losing it now. Yeah. Is there anything else? Did you guys have any other favorite moments that I'm not thinking of? Finding out who the landlord was. That was hard. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yes. Yes. That made me cry, cry. Like that that flashback. Oh, yeah. That like yeah. I was sobbing. <laughs> made me pull a little at the heartstrings. I was like, oh. right. She said, "Let's die in spring." I was like, "God damn it, no." <laughs> yeah. And I love that they clued her because it showed her like that even though she was so focused on her revenge and she thought that like she was not doing anything productive on the way besides get her revenge, like she was still helping others, like still being like, how do I put it? Like still creating meaning with her life positively. I think it was also another thing to just make sure that we knew that Duncan was a good person at the end of the day. Oh yeah. After all that shit. Listen, even though she was taunting the, 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 the taunting with like in season one, she was, she was, she was like taunting, um, the mom with like the scissors next to the little girl's face. Like I knew, like, you know, watching her do that, like she's just playing with her. She's not going to actually hurt her. Y'all yeah. remember that scene in the yeah. beginning? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you know, she's not like, you know, she's a good person. Um, but like seeing those like pieces, um, were definitely cool. Oh, that scene. Okay. We got to talk about this. The chemistry. Uh, Okay. Are we going to get there or should we talk I mean, about- if you don't have anything else you want to say that you loved about it, because I have weeks in your own. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, 
I like Lee Do Hyun a lot. He's not mm-hmm. my top five, but like I'm biased. So like, I'm like, I don't have a problem with this, but apparently the whole internet was losing their mind about, Oh, we don't see it. It's not hitting. And I'm like, it's Whoa. me. I'm internet. I'm internet. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason it doesn't hit is because her chemistry, Moondong Lim's chemistry with Ha Dong Young was so much more stronger. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. I think Lee Do Hyun is a good actor. I think he has, um, he has the ability to do a lot of different roles. This was not one of them. I did not believe a lot of the scenes where he was acting kind of like somebody who's kind of off their rocker. <laughs> um, yeah. But more than that, the chemistry between him and Son Hye-kyo was not as strong as it should have been. When you say to somebody, "I will be your headsman." I, who do you want me to kill? I need to feel that shit in my bones. And right. he's just too young for that. They should have got a slightly he, older actor. Listen, the reason why is because, okay, I'm biased towards him because in the in anybody who's watched K-dramas for a long time, you know that mm-hmm. the K-drama industry loves to pair older men with young women who are barely legal mm-hmm. and the young actresses. So okay. when I see Lee Do-hyun going out of his way, to work with women who are in their 40s and 30s. I'm like, oh, he's a king because he like he doesn't have to do these roles. Like, I mean, he could have just been like, like, how do I put it? He could have just been do- working with actresses age, doing like teen romances or whatever. But he said, no, <laughs> I don't want to be in this lane. And I'm like, OK, but king, I see the he vision. He's great with actresses age. That's the thing. His best roles to me are when he's acting with people his age. And I think that he's jumping into a pool that he's just a little too young and inexperienced for. I think he's a good actor. I think he did well. Like when he was playing as the son of a famous doctor of a hospital, I believed all of that. When he like has these kind of semi-intense scenes with the serial killer, sure. But the chemistry between him and Son Hye-kyo sh- needs to be able to be stronger than the chemistry between her mm-hmm. and Jung Sung-yo, who plays Ha Dong-young. And it's definitely was, an age thing. Their chemistry was detrimental to the lead's chemistry. Like, <laughs> it does. That's the only thing. It's Mia, like, when, in part one, when she walked into the room and he like, she walked past him and the look he gives, gives her, yeah, my that means you, you, know, skip watch, you skip watch through one and that's why you didn't feel it <laughs> no no I feel it I see what y'all are seeing and I think it's also like the problem is the character that I think Lee Do-hyun was playing is not interesting enough like on his own in his own universe without Song Hye-kyo to really show like like to show how do I put it because in because like he was in 18 again I thought he did great in 18 again because that character was more fleshed out it felt like he felt like a real person who went back in time um or like went reversed his went younger all of a sudden but like this it feels like his character was kind of thrown together at the last minute and they were like so it doesn't feel like a fleshed out human like person really. I, so I I get what you're saying. Compared to the other dynamic characters in this show, his character is the least interesting. Once again, though, part of that has to do with the fact that Lee Dun Hun's acting style does not match the prowess that this character should have had. When he talks to Jae Joon about, I might actually get in my car and kill somebody, I need him to say that line in me for me to believe it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But I, I feel think... like he didn't play that crazy. I think you're right. 
Yeah, well, and you said yeah. that you didn't think he did the crazy parts, right? I think that's because they wanted to have him teeter this nice, super nice guy and also be like unhinged. But I don't think he can, I don't think the character should have been both. <laughs> I think it should have been like one or the other or more like, I don't know. I just feel like he tried his I best. Think, I think the character, I, th- I do, I do think he tried his best with what was given, but standing next to the other actors on that team, he diminishes and i don't think that's the character's fault as much as it was a miscast right yeah i don't think because the character there's definitely characters like that where they're teetering the line of are you saying something to threaten me or are you saying something nice and people do that well i don't think this character was a fit for him especially with his acting mm. style lee Hun shines in roles where he says or does like these micro minimal um expressions and they come off in a way that feels extremely real he he does well as characters that seem real, where these characters were real to a point that they feel like cartoons. And so mm. his acting style didn't match the energy that I think was needed for this character. Uh, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get it, though. I get it. Like, I... When, <laughs> when Marin was doing the recap for me about him, I was just like... I was like, um, I've seen too many edits of her and the other guy. But when he <laughs> says that line that, um, who do you want me to kill first? I was like, oh, okay, I might get with it. And so I was with it for a while. But when they kissed, I was like, wow, yeah, there's no chemistry. And then for two weeks, what, three weeks later after the drama aired for him and then MG Young to be dating, <laughs> people were just like, well, that explains some shit. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that did explain a lot but, <laughs> they but tried. if you're a good actor it doesn't matter who you're fucking off screen <laughs> it doesn't matter who you're dating off screen um i do think i thought that was funny but we can't talk about this drama um oh well is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about or critique or anything else before i get to this topic about this trend and this fucking director um <laughs> uh, uh... No, <laughs> not really. No, nothing else for me. Um, yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, the director of this, whose name is An Gilho, was accused of being a bully during his school days. He denied it at first, but then he admitted it, and he wants to ask for forgiveness. And this is the thing that I feel like a lot of us who are in the K drama space right now are coming to. Um, coming to face is that when trends start happening in Korean dramas, they fully flush out and then they they burn, they blaze, and then they die. And as of late, if you have not been in the Korean drama space, there have been several <laughs> dramas, and several more dramas are getting made about the severe bullying problem that South Korea has. And so, as consumers of this media product, you know us, we can't just watch shit and not ask the question, all this shit is being made for entertainment. Is anything actually happening for the victims um, of actual school bullying in Korea? And so far, it's been kind of me. Uh, for those of you who don't know, The Glory is based off a real case. Uh, Stephanie Sue from the Rotten Mangle podcast just did a full video a full-length podcast on the 
much worse um, real life case that this is based off of. And so now I pose the question is, how long do we think it's going to take for shit to actually change in Korea? Will things actually change in Korea? Because every other, I feel like every other quarter we get another celebrity that's been accused of being a bully during their time. And for a director of this project to be a fucking school bully is fucking out of, it's truly insane. Um, He bullied his peers in the Philippines. He was 17 years old. But like, if you listen to the writer of this drama, she started to write this because um, her daughter asked her the question. What did she ask her, Marin? I cannot remember. I know what you're talking about. I have to look it I'm up. I'm pretty sure she asked her, would you be more upset if I was the bully or the victim? Right, yes. And so she started to ponder with that question and she wrote this drama. And so for this drama to be one of the few dramas, I think, where revenge is okay. Um, I feel like a lot of dramas before uh webtoons started well not webtoons before this became a trend revenge dramas the end result was that the revenge was not worth it even if you looked at historicals if you looked at modern dramas if you look at fantasy dramas the people who always enact revenge end up sad and alone um i.e reborn rich (laughs) like even though that's not what happened in the book um so i was terrified going into the second part thinking that they were going to do the same thing but Thank God they didn't. Um, But even though this is like a kind of cathartic uh, entertainment viewing as a viewer, it makes me pawn the question of how much of this is actually going to, if any, affect laws Mm -hmm. and consequences for people who continue to be bullies in real life. So, yeah. Uh, The only other thing I have to say is when (laughs) I don't know if she could have asked permission, but sometimes I wonder if the victim knew ahead of time that her story was about to be made into a TV show. Because Mm. I cannot imagine, to me, that seems traumatizing. I went through all of that and now it's being put on TV. And I guess... I mean, now she she did go on TV, so people know what her face looks like and know her name. Right. Mm. I don't, because then I'm like, well, does it mean that she's actually okay with it? But I don't, I can't imagine that if I woke up one day and found out that part of my story was now on a worldwide streaming service, that that would be jarring. And so I just wonder how that. I know that in the U.S. you have to get, no, that's a lie. I was about to say you have to get permission from victims to do their stories. But then I was thinking of the Jeffrey Dahmer thing that just came out. So, <laughs> right. So, I don't know. Hopefully, they had some kind of contact before mm-hmm. this went up. Because right. I don't want people to then continue to start looking at real life cases and mm-hmm. just continue to make entertainment out of them. Right. Um,. I guess this one, I'm guessing and assuming, which is probably, I shouldn't. But I guess because, I'm just thinking that because this one ended with all of the bullies getting their comeuppets, mm-hmm. 
that this person might have been okay with it. I haven't watched any of her interviews that she's done. Right. Um, but it sucks that I hope that's not how that went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the very least. Um, because people, you know, like Law and Order is all based loosely true. on true crime and things true. like that. So mm-hmm. I wonder right. where the legality in that stuff begins and ends, especially right. In a country where people do not get punished rightfully for the crimes they commit as minors. (laughs) So when I when I heard that Korea had like no laws for minors, I was flabbergasted. Like kids are out here literally attempting murder and committing murder and then just getting a slap on the wrist is crazy. And like I get like the other point of that is that you're supposed to give kids a chance to redeem themselves because they are kids but some of them are needs to be are demons <laughs> right they need they're like diagnosed psychopath pre-serial killers and it's crazy because it builds up a culture that thinks that oh if i do all this bad shit when i'm a child it mm-hmm. won't follow me into my adulthood right and so i can just revamp myself as a person and i'm just like that's not how the real world should work right because the victims are literally living with that trauma that they inflicted on them with and then they don't get any support it's not like like if you're going to give teenagers slap on the wrist like which i don't agree with at least have some sort of system to help the victims because it's clear that you're not going to persecute the people who are the perpetrators like like that's crazy to me just send them the juvie (laughs) juvie (laughs) juvenile detention yeah, a lot of the laws in Korea don't make sense. I mean, a lot of the laws in America don't make sense either. Laws in general are just... Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to say that America has it correct. Oh, no, no, no. I know. I know. Yeah. I know that's not what you're saying. But it's just like... Yeah. When you just hear about so many different cases and the sentences that people get, you're just like, what hell space <laughs> are we right. actually living in? <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole... I I pray to God for the people of korea that the laws change somehow because a lot of their laws it's not even just the minor laws a lot of their laws like their drinking and driving laws and stuff like that are just fines the drug laws are more strict than like assault and sexual assault like what's happening yeah yeah it's it's bad i don't want this trend my fear is that this trend is going to burn and blaze bright and the people are just going to forget about the victims in a year mm-hmm. and no real action is going to take place and it's like it's weird because not everything that needs that is made for entertainment has to have like a social justice stance around it but it's when it's something so severe and so harming to a population of people as like it's an epidemic bullying in South Korea it's like an epidemic it's so different than bullying in the US and it's like a whole different cultural aspect it is. I do think though it is kind of important to for outsiders especially I will say this K-pop fans for years have been defending 10 toes down Ooh. bullying Ooh. accusations Ooh. and I feel like it's because they did not understand what was happening I feel like, yes, K-pop fans are going to defend their their faves no matter what, but I feel like trying, like, these types of 
this type of media really showcasing that what well, we don't really necessarily mean the same bullying y'all think like mm-hmm. and of course bullying anywhere is bad but like the degree of this is like just straight up like attempted murder like it's torture you know um so i feel like this puts a proper image to what type of bullying they're talking about so like right. when Korean when like idols get accused of bullying and stuff and people are like oh it's just it's just like mean words or text it's like no no, <laughs> no. it's so much it can be so much more than that and so as, as listen we're gonna sound like the old hags that we are turning into but as your older previously current k-pop fan stan unis don't have faith in anybody anybody can be especially in in celebrities the past few years have definitely shown us that these people are not all good people so enjoy lightly don't invest your entire spirit into things because it'll only hurt you in the end okay um with that being said i did think the glory was a good production i think i gave it a nine i did not like the ending um i didn't like that it kind of all got summed up to them starting another revenge plot though the man who plays the serial killer is one of my is a you know on my list of daddies and i would love to listen why is he so fine i hate that i was like why is this man so freaking good looking he's a murderer (laughs) if you want to see him not be a serial killer designated uh designating survivor 60 days is on netflix watch that shit he's in it and he's fine as fuck it's like a tiktok song he's a murderer (laughs) 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 something like that the man is gorgeous and i was just like out of all the the roles you could have picked but you know he's gonna kill it he's gonna you know get his little iconic villain bag and then he's gonna go back to being in a suit somewhere and i love that for me so um if they do happen to do a part three or whatever i'd watch because I feel like it would be more about the male character than the female character. Um, the female lead, uh, Dongan, it'd be more about Jung than Dongan. So that would be interesting. It would also be interesting to see if anybody would come back for revenge on Dongan. Like, is Yeso going to turn 12 and then show up and be like, why the fuck did you ruin my life? Right. <laughs> Is Sarah gonna get out of jail? I saw. I I think is she in jail or a facility? Because it's only like one woman's jail in South Korea, right? <laughs> There's... I don't know. That's that was so funny when her mama walked past her and did not did right. not blink. I was like, damn, <laughs> that has to hurt. Um, but yeah, I give the glory a nine. What do you give it? Um, I give The Glory an 8.5. I think when it comes to revenge dramas, I would recommend this one after I recommend Vincenzo. This is up there. Oh, yes. For people yes. getting what they deserve. Yes. Oh, but Vincenzo's ending always, I mean, I get it. We always talk about that, like, oh, the ending of Vincenzo. But <laughs> yeah, I completely understand. Uh, what about you, Nia? Um, I would give it, like, an... I would probably get it an 8.5 or a 9 as well. I have to do I can't decide between which. Like it's getting a high ranking. Um I really enjoyed it. Um yeah, I feel like um 
it was definitely one of the better Netflix K dramas in recent time. Um, yeah, I think it's good. Um, I'd recommend it to people, but it's not an easy watch. Um, right. Yeah. Trigger warning for sexual assault. Trigger warning for um, assault in general. Trigger warning for a lot of. There's no animal deaths. There's no animal deaths. Um, there's no child abuse. Um, I'm trying to think. Fire. Trigger warning for that. Yeah. Okay. I think we're good. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Nia, did you have anything else to say? Oh, no. That was it. Yes. Um, God, I just had a thought. Oh, is it me? Or are we, like, slowly getting into an era where big, not big production dramas, but I feel like a lot of ensemble cast... As of late, I haven't watched a K drama in a long time where I felt like, oh, this person's not good at acting. Mm-hmm. You know what mm. I'm saying? Right. I think like, it also could be the type of dramas because right. uh, I have to like. I really feel like it's because romances and like idol dramas are not nearly as popular as they used to be. Right. Um, and I feel like when you really think about it, idol dramas were getting ratings. <laughs> <laughs> just they were throwing in anybody and they were getting views like the um, list, like airs is crazy when you think about what's right <laughs> like moon lovers like you're never seeing that cast ever again um like any but then when you think like back to the older ones um where they would like like i'm thinking what's that one minho was in oh oh you're beautiful to the beautiful you, it's, one of them. Yeah, and it was just like everyone is an idol, <laughs> not a single non. They were like, like they were like S M house down boots, and it's just like <laughs> right, yeah, ratings. Yeah, because like even most of the idols that are working now are idols who have always wanted to be in acting. It was like I feel like ten years ago, it was like you don't have a choice; you're doing a drama at one point. Now I feel like you have a choice whether you want to actually go into acting or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. It's like a passion thing that comes along with it. And a lot of the like second gen, early third gen idols who started acting, all of them, the ones who have like stuck it out have been really good. So I feel like that's also like changing the, the, um, the bias against idols or singers who wanted to go into acting also we're getting a lot of people who were stage actors or musical actors who are now getting into drama and movies right. which is because mm-hmm. the the woman who plays said uh kim haida is a stage actor mm-hmm. i think this is her oh wow f- i don't know this is this her first drama let me check that i think this might have been i feel like i've heard her name before no she's done other dramas but like I think she's mainly a stage actor. Yeah, she's like does musicals and shit. She made her TV debut in 2021. That's how oh, long wow. she's been doing TV. <laughs> yeah, I just think the landscape has changed. I think also people were watching those idol dramas back in the day. Like Dream High got ratings. Like these things were popular. So like they were just making more of them not really concerned if like the cast could act they were just like we need more idol dramas because folks really want them (laughs) right right so it's like this really interesting place and definitely ott platforms somebody pointed out the beck song awards nominations came out they were 
they were, how do I put this, less than enthusiastic about them. You would have thought that five dramas aired last year <laughs> looking at the nominations for Best Song. But somebody pointed out there is no KBS, NBC, or SBS drama in the Beck Song. Wow. What? It's all Netflix? It's or, all OTT. Uh, it's all OTT. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I mean, that's kind of cool because a lot of those networks have been making some terrible dramas f- for a while, but like those <laughs> hit, hits and misses, hits and misses. But like... Right. I'm, but I think, I'm shocked. I feel like it's the the audience wanting something different than they've had for the last 20 years. And then broadcast stations only being allowed to air certain stuff. So a lot of people go to OTT for different um, storylines. Right. But or storylines that are not odd. as censored. Yes. It's just really... Because also people don't like to, like, I don't know how reruns work in South Korea, but, like, if you miss a show, like, if you miss an episode, is it immediately available on that channel's OTT platform? Do you have to pay for that? So I think, you know, the way people consume television has also changed as well, so. Yeah. Is it only a matter of time before SBS, NBC, and, uh, kbs make their own net like their own streaming i mean they always have episodes of old shows on their websites right but like a proper like this is only airing on our streaming service no more tv or something i like don't that. know i don't know i guess we'll have to keep an eye out but yeah um we have some fun and interesting episodes coming to you guys on the upcoming weeks uh but until next time i'm tori i'm marin and i'm nia bye